Well, good morning, Baseline. Uh, it's good to be with you on this uh, Sunday morning. Um, before we uh, get to today's sermon, unfortunately, there's a, uh, another news report that came out this week that shows us that we do live in a broken world that just isn't quite right. A video has surfaced that shows a, a young African-American, um, Ahmaud Oddberry, uh, from Georgia being shot um, and killed while he was um, out on a jog. And, uh, and that just should not happen. And the people that do that um, should be brought to justice, and yet they have not been yet. So it just shows uh, that there's um, inequality in our country, that there is still an underlying of racism in our country, and that things are just not right. And so as the church, we're called to be different. And we're called to come alongside those who are marginalized and who um, maybe have not uh, been able to um, find their own justice. So I would just uh, encourage us today to, um, to remember that we are called to be people of justice and that we are called to come alongside those who um, need uh, the Lord's help and his grace with them. So I would just want to take a time or a moment just to pray for our nation and for uh, this family who has been mourning for a couple months now the loss of um, their son and brother. So let's pray. So Lord, um, we, we pray that we would be people of justice. We pray for our uh, nation, Lord, that we would truly see all people as created in your image, no matter what color their skin might be. And Lord, that we would uh, uh, watch out for each other. We would walk with each other and help to bring uh, justice where there is injustice. And so we pray for the um, Arbery family who's been mourning. And we just pray for them, Lord, that they would know uh, your comfort, your peace. And we pray, Lord, that you would bring justice and righteousness and all that uh, the kingdom of God is supposed to be. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So uh, we're going to continue on our uh, series uh, looking at the, um, the early church. And, and we're doing that because it's so much like um, where we are today in many ways. Um, you know, I don't know about you, but there's a, there's a lot of different ways people respond to a crisis or a, a big decision that needs to be made. Um, oftentimes, I try to figure it out on my own or think, yeah, I can do this on my own. Now, it kind of depends on how big the crisis might be. Um, if, if it's a clogged toilet at home, I can figure that out. I can use the plunger. In fact, I, uh, I guess I'm the only one in my house who knows how to use the plunger, but I can figure that out on my own. But there's a lot of other crisis, like what we are going through today in our uh, time, where we just can't figure it out on our own. There's decisions that it's, no, it's not enough just to make a pro and a con list to kind of figure out what to do. And, and we need something much more than that. And, and when we look at scripture and we look at the life of Jesus and his disciples, we realize that Jesus 
trained his disciples to learn how to live in the kingdom of God and how to live their life in the kingdom of God. And, and one of the areas Jesus really taught his disciples well and trained them well is in the area of prayer. You know, they, um, they saw that prayer was really important to Jesus. We, we see in, in the Gospels many times where it talks about Jesus getting up early to pray or staying up all night to pray or the disciples wondering where Jesus is and he's, he's off praying. And so they saw that in him, that it was a part of who he was. And they even asked him one time, hey, Lord, teach us to pray. And so Jesus did. And there's a lot we read in the Gospels of here's how you pray and here's what it means to pray in a parable about prayer. And the disciples took all of that in. And then Jesus allowed them to test it out and to try it out. And they would talk about it. And they did this all in the midst of, of being in a community. And one of the beautiful things about what we see happening to the disciples in the book of Acts is that they, they got it. We, we love to um, kind of look at all the things they did wrong. You know, times where they were kind of uh, arguing about which of them was the greatest or not being willing to serve one another and all that. But, but by the time we get to the book of Acts, we see, you know what, Real, they, they've taken a lot of this in. And when it came to prayer, the disciples knew that when they faced this great crisis in their own life, uh, the one they've been following, crucified, um, has just uh, risen up to uh, heaven, ascended into heaven, and now they're on their own, they realize we, we cannot do this on our own. Jesus told them to wait, and that's what they do, and they decide, let's pray. And you pick it up in Acts chapter 1 at verse 12, and, and here's what it says. It says, Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill country called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, and Thomas, Bartholomew, and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. And so the, the question I'm going to ask you to think about today, and, and, and we'll come back to it at the end, is, is this. is um, Do you have an upper room? Right? It says that when they were, came back from the hill country into Jerusalem, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying and they prayed. And so the question for us today is this. Do I have an upper room? And not so much do you have an upper room as a place, but do you have an upper room attitude and heart a place of prayer and and that's what jesus is is wants to create in us i believe so that our first thought is to be people of prayer so uh they come back from watching jesus ascend there's the 11 disciples it says there's a group of women that are with them and, and here's one of the really important things about the book of Acts that women are really highlighted and um, important in the early church. It says that um, his mother Mary is with him and also his brothers, that his family is there. And, and if you read the Gospels, you realize that it not always was his family supportive of what Jesus was doing. But here, um, they are now an early part of the beginnings of, of this church. 
And then this really important word and line. It says, they all join together constantly in prayer. Really crucial line for the book of Acts. Um, in the midst of all the sorrow and the excitement and the overwhelming responsibility that they feel, that they've come together. And, and this word there, it's a Greek word. It's um, homothupidan. And, and, and what it means, it's a, it's a compound of two words. It's meaning to rush along in unity. And it oftentimes is um, translated with one accord. You see, it means that they were all together, not only in the physical sense of being together, but they were all together in that their hearts were tied together, that, that they had a common purpose, that they were in this all for the right reasons together, and, and that this is what is happening with this group. And it's a really diverse group of people, of men and women and different ages, and yet they are all coming together, and that the, the word actually also has sort of a musical feel to it as it's all the different notes uh, in, a, in a musical piece that come together to create a harmony. And you can see that. And so that's what this means. In one accord, they came together and they were constantly in prayer. And they're praying. And we see that all through the book of Acts, Whenever a crisis comes, the people come together to pray. When there's a decision to be made, people come together to pray. When people are being sent out in ministry or to do a different part of a ministry, people come alongside and pray for them. And I was thinking about what is it that coming together in prayer, uh, why is it so important? Um, granted, I think it's really important for us individually to be people of prayer with our Lord and and to take time each day to where we're personally connecting with God in prayer. But there's something about coming together in prayer. And Jesus taught his disciples to do this, and this is what they do. And there's a few reasons why as I've thought about it this week. And here's one, is that when we pray together, we carry one another's burdens. No longer is what I'm carrying or the prayer request that I'm holding on to only mine. But when I share it in a group, someone else can shoulder that burden with me. And the same is true if I'm with a group of people and somebody else has a burden, now I can help carry their burden for them. And it's not only am I only thinking about myself now, but I think about others. And so there's a beautiful thing that happens when we come together in prayer in terms of that we carry each other's burdens. We no longer have to do it on our own, but we do that together. The other thing that um, coming together in prayer does is that um, as we pray together, our voices rise together to God in unity. Now, I, um, I I'm, can no ways claim to know why or how God answers prayers. In, in the course of my life, there's been many times where I've looked at something and, and people have prayed and I go, oh, I know for sure how God will answer that. And, and it doesn't happen. And so I, I do not understand how God answers prayer. I, but, but I do know this, that God loves it when his people are unified. And that when people come together and are praying around the same things, I believe that grabs his heart. 
I, I believe that he loves it when his people come together and are able to pray in unity like these early disciples were. And that that's another reason why it's so crucial for us to be people that gather together to pray so that our, our unified voice can be heard by our Lord. Um, the other thing that praying together does is that um, when we pray together in a group and we, we share our burdens and one another's burdens, uh, we also are opening up our soul to another person. We're, we're, um, it, it's, it's one of the more intimate things Christians can do with each other is to pray for one another and with each other. And that when we pray together, I, I'm giving you a bit of a glimpse into who, into my heart, into uh, what God might be doing in my own soul. And so it's one of the more beautiful things we can do that, that um, deepens our relationship with each other is, is coming together to pray together. And, th and then the last thing I'd say is that when we pray together, um, it moves God's people into mission. That, that when God's people come together and pray about it, whether it's a crisis or a decision or a ministry or something like that, we see that God uses that to move his people into mission. And we, and we see this in Acts chapter 4. Um, Peter and John have been arrested after, preach, after healing someone and then preaching and they're thrown in jail. And, but the uh, religious leaders of the day don't really know what to do, so they just release him, release them. And in verse 23, it says this, On their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. So the, the first thing that Peter and John want to do when they're released from prison is they go back to their people. And I suspect that those folks had been praying for Peter and John. And they come back together. And then it, it records one of the more beautiful and powerful prayers in the New Testament. They begin by praising God for who he is and his qualities and his um, power. And then they, they talk about, um, here's what's going on, Lord. This is what's happening in our day. But we trust you. And we believe, Lord, that you want to empower us to do good things. And then in verse 31, it says this. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. After they prayed, the place was shaken, the Holy Spirit had come upon them, and they all were able to speak the word of God boldly. They were moved out on mission. They moved into ministry. And that's what can happen when a group of people get together and pray. When a group of people share their hearts about what's going on, God can move people into his mission. So it's important for us to gather together so that we can carry one another's burdens, so that our, our prayers and our voices rise to God in unity, so that we give each other a, a glimpse of our heart as we pray. 
and it also allows us to experience God in such a way that he moves us um, into his mission as we pray together. So there's um, never been a more important time for us to gather together as the people of God and to pray. Never has been. And to pray with one accord. So again, my, my question for us is this, is um, do you have an upper room? Do you have a place uh, in your heart and in your life and even in your home, I suppose, where you can pray? And, and you know, today's, um, today's Mother's Day. And I want to say that um, husbands and dads and kids, I think one of the greatest gifts you could give your mom or your wife today is to say, hey mom, let, let's all pray together as a family. Let, let's begin a practice of gathering together as a family and praying for each other and creating this upper room in our own home. It could be one of the greatest gifts that you give one another at this time. And then for all of us, whether we're in a family or we're single or wherever we might be, this is a time for the church, believe it or not, to come together in prayer with one accord. And, and we still can't do that by meeting together, but there's been a few uh, prayer groups set up online. And we need to have more of those. We need to have more folks that are willing to gather together and to pray and to say, Lord, Here's what's going on. Here's who you are. Help us, Lord, at this time. So um, a little bit later on, if you're watching this on Sunday at 10, at 11 o'clock, we're going to have a, another Zoom gathering. And if you'd like to join the information's on the um, worship guide, it's also in the emails that have come out from the church. And we're just going to gather together for a short time, 15 minutes or so, and just pray. And just pray for the needs of our community, our nation, and our church. And, um, and, and practice what we see the Lord creating with the early church of a group of people that would gather together in one accord to pray. It's crucial for our time now, and it will be crucial for the church in the future. So build an upper room in your heart, in your family, and in our church. We need an upper room. Let's pray together. So Lord, uh, draw us to a place where prayer is our first response. Draw us to a place where we gather together as um, families and as the body of Christ, as the church. And we pray. We pray for one another. We pray for our church and for our community as in our state, our nation, our world, Lord. But Lord, we just do. We come before you and confess that naturally our first inclination is not to pray sometimes. 
but draw us to be people of prayer. To acknowledge your presence in every situation we face. To acknowledge your presence in every decision we have to make. And to acknowledge your presence in our world today. For it is in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks again for joining us. Uh, happy Mother's Day. I hope that you're able to um, celebrate today. And if you can join us at 11 on the Zoom prayer meeting, that'd be, that'd be fabulous. Um, but for all of us today, I do pray this. I pray that you will have an upper room in your own heart where you will be drawn to be a person of prayer, that you will encourage others to pray, and that you will see God do amazing things in your own life as you bring your requests and your needs before him. God bless you. Thanks for being here today. We, uh, we do love you. We're praying for you. And we look forward to the day where we can actually see you again. Take care.